do homeowners care about shingle brands? Shingle brands mean absolutely nothing to most homeowners. And, um, you know, that, if you're a contractor, should be uh, freeing and empowering. What do you instruct roofers to really focus on to get more deals? I think sales has always been sort of this feature benefit thing, right? Like that's how you sell, right? I learn about my company and I can sell our features and I can sell the benefits of those things. Feature plus benefit equals value. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown. This is the Hope Better Leads Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of having on Stan Bastek from Atlas. How you doing, Stan? I'm doing great, Tim. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. You were just telling me how you've been at Atlas for a long time. Uh, how many years and why Why one employer for that long? It's not, that, it's not that often you see that these days. Yeah, I have been at Atlas 16 years now. So uh, uh, it's, it, in some ways it feels like it's been a long time. In other ways it feels like a blur. But uh, it's been a fantastic ride. And I would say uh, it may not be as common anymore, but it is pretty common at Atlas. I would tell you our management team, there's a lot of tenure in this group because uh, it's a great culture. It's a privately held company. People have a feeling of ownership and there's no shortage of new challenges in this industry, generally speaking. So if you find a place that, um, you know, allows you to go break some eggs, so to speak, you know, then, uh, you know, you really cling on that and hang on to it as long as you can. And uh, Atlas rewards longevity and uh, and talent, right? And so people that really want to put the effort in and, and have some talent and people that um, are willing to commit, you know, do really well here. And there's a ton of examples of that at Atlas. So we, we lose people for sure. But um, mm. I think there's something there's something maybe that uh, isn't as common in this day and age for sure. Breaking eggs. I will be real. Like, that's honestly so important to me. If I was employed by somebody, I would need that so badly. Like, and ultimately, I just, one little side note, let your marketing people break eggs. Yes. Like, it's so hard to market if you're, like, tiptoeing around. Like, yeah. you know, it's not easy to put out enough content on the internet. Yes. And you got to be a little bit, you got to let it flow and relax a little bit. Marketing is different and weird and hard. You gotta let it be a little bit more organic. Today we're talking about, do homeowners care about shingle brands? So from your point of view, Stan, give me your one minute on do homeowners care about shingle brands? Yeah, I would tell you that um, shingle brands mean absolutely nothing to most homeowners. And um, you know that if you're a contractor should be uh, freeing and empowering, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, you don't buy a brand because you have some great sense of loyalty or knowledge about it as a homeowner, because you probably don't buy a roof, but maybe once or twice in your life, you know? And so, you know, there's a perception within the industry by contractors and distributors that certain name brands are very well-known brands. And that's true within the industry. But when you get to the counter, uh, you know, uh, sitting in the kitchen with the homeowner, they don't know the brands. They only know what you bring in. They care about what your recommendation is. And this is backed up by data. You know, 3M does a survey every year. Uh, well, excuse me, every two years 
of people that recently bought a roof, right? So these are people that should be very fresh in their mind and upwards of 70% of people that bought a roof within the prior year had no idea what shingle brand was on their roof. Yeah. So, you know, that even the people that are fresh into that purchase situation don't know. And I think what that tells me is shingle brands don't matter, but can they complement? Absolutely, right? But you shouldn't build yeah. your business on a shingle brand. Yeah, I always like I'm talking to like somebody outside of the roofing industry a little bit and I'll just mention something casually and I'll say out the biggest yeah. brand or the the first couple, right? And yeah. they'll just be like, oh, it's a, it's a shingle brand. And I forget because it's like, it's McDonald's to us, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, because we're in it. And yeah. it, the what it, why it matters is you have to correctly attribute value to things in your arsenal. Yeah. Right? If you have an inflated idea of what the value is of something, you're going to pitch weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to make it feel like they're like, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, right. and they probably care more about you. Like Stan's saying, they probably care about you and your ability to deliver and your trustworthiness. Yes. And would you do this on your home? Yeah. It, then they do any particular uh, brand. Okay. So you, you guys are out there, you're on an event uh, tour right now. Yeah. You're teaching folks about sales. So I'm going to ask some sales questions. We'll get back to some of the shin shingle brand discussion as well. But we we're just talking about it. I was I kind of brought up the idea of selling benefits rather than features. And you're like, that's something we don't suggest people focus on. So instead of focusing on benefits or, or features, what do you instruct roofers to really focus on to get more deals? Yeah, it's a really um, interesting thing because I think sales has always been sort of this feature benefit thing, right? Like that's how you sell, right? Mm -hmm. I learn the brochures and I learn about my company and I can sell our features and I can sell the benefits of those things. And I think what we really tried to change over the last 10 years within our own company and then in turn how we approach contractors is none of that means anything if you can't attribute that to value and value is another thing that gets overused because people don't think about what the real true base level definition of value is which is there has to be some monetary benefit okay to what you're selling right mm -hmm. so feature plus benefit equals value and really where that relates to the contractor is your price whatever you quote okay i'm gonna hope and assume you've put in all of your overhead and your ideal profit and what you think you're worth, right? And then you put that price out there and then inevitably it gets beat up, right? Because a homeowner will get multiple quotes and they'll say, you know what? I liked a lot of what you had to say, but you were a little bit high. And really what that tells you is that you didn't bake enough value into that. And so there's lots of ways to look at that, right? You can look at that with value in the products that you're offering. You can look at that with value in the, the uh, workmanship warranty that you offer, maybe with a service agreement that you provide. But have you convinced the homeowner that your price is worth it, that it's worth all of what you, you sold them? That's really where value comes in. Um, and if you take it even a step further than that, it's urgency that actually gets someone to take action, right? Yeah, I'm always... I'm always 
perked up whenever I hear urgency because and people get weirded out with that because they sometimes think it means pushy. No, yeah, it doesn't. The other thing is, is like, I, sorry, I come from the Grant Cardone school of sales, which is like, it's like, ultimately, if you don't get the deal done, you will not be able to provide value. Like, it's not valuable. It's not even really any value until you actually deliver something. Right. And so I think it's a really, really good and important thing. But it, it, how is it different from being pushy? Yeah, I think pushy is... I can't leave here until I sign on the dotted line. What's it going to take, right? It's putting all the pressure back on the homeowner, okay? And and nobody likes to feel pressured, right? You know, so urgency is different in that you're addressing a fear, right? So urgency is saying, okay, uh, one example is affordability. Affordability is an urgency issue, right? If somebody doesn't have the money to pay for something, they rarely will tell you that, right? Because there's an embarrassment about that, right? So one of the things that contractors can do to create urgency is building into their sales pitch this idea that we're going to make this process and this really big project that you may be worried about how you're going to pay for it affordable. Here's how we can do that. If you've saved up for this and you've got cash or check, we'll certainly take that. If you'd like to put this on your credit card, no problem. We're happy to take a credit card. Or if you need a flexible monthly payment option, we've also got that option available to you. So I'm can, not I do, hey, can I do a little behind the scenes for a second? Just yeah. Curious. Like you and like there's other like let's say uh, distributors and stuff like that. We always have like lots of sales coaches at the top. Like why is it just like behind the scenes real quick. Why why is it that that's the focus sales like is it just because then if your guys are selling more that's more shingles sold is that the main reason that yeah, that's the no question focus? i mean yeah. our job is to help the contractors that bring an atlas sample board in be the most successful they can be i want the contractors that we've partnered with yeah. to beat the contractors that my competition is partnered with. I like that. Said. Yeah. I mean there's no there's no question about it. I don't want there to be some some, you know, perceived ulterior motive. Of course. No, no, I like that. That's good. Is all about all of us winning. And that's why we focus so much on value because I have margin expectations that are delivered to me by my boss in the mm -hmm. same way that as a business owner or a sales manager or a sales rep for a contracting company, you have certain margin objectives and you should get paid more if you sell at a higher price, right? So I think that's really important to all of us is if, if we all can find a way to build more value into the sales process, the entire channel benefits from that. Yeah. I, I have a couple of other side notes before we get back to the main yep. topic. First of all, you look famous for some reason. Do you have a famous <laughs> relative or something? <laughs> no, I do not have a famous relative, but I'm I'm flattered. <laughs> I have a no, dream I... of someday replacing Drew Carey as uh, uh, the Price is Right, right host. So, may, you know, if I've got a good face, I've got a chance, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I think, like, people, whatever direction he is, I guess, I guess it's, not even a direction because we're it's one or the other showing at any one time. Anyways, the point is you look famous. Comment below who he looks like because I don't know. I can't figure out who he looks like, but he definitely looks like somebody very famous. 
And I literally, I thought you were maybe like a famous spokesperson or something. Maybe I've just been in roofing that long now that like roofing people are yeah. just famous to me. That's, That's like, right. hey, you know what? When I see people face to face that I see on videos on Facebook, yeah. all that stuff, I'm like, oh, look at that. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're roofing famous is what we yeah, are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Roofing famous. Um, and uh, the next, I guess I wanted to just see if there's anything else on the urgency thing before I move on to um, my other topic. Yeah, I, I think the key to remember with urgency is just not, you know, being worried that you're being pushy if you show homeowners a reason to buy now, right? And so the other thing I think that works well with that is giving them options, right? So you may have a premium option, you may have a, you know, a middleweight option, and then you, maybe you have a repair option, right? If you can give homeowners options, they are going to feel like you're more credible because you're looking out for them. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's another thing is repairs are just another option that you can provide that, that again, will make you more attractive because you provided the option versus just pushing somebody for a full replacement that maybe they're not quite ready for. Uh, and you might make out better in the long run if you get a repair now and in three years you get the replacement, you know. So those are things I would also think about with urgency. Sometimes urgency is just giving people enough options to give them what they want, what they really are comfortable with in that moment. Yeah, I'm getting, I just got a, a roof inspection and the, you know, at first they didn't know if they're going to give me a repair option and then they gave me a repair option and I was just like, I was talking to, it's my friend who's, who owns the company, longtime client. And I literally was just like, to me, this makes it so much more credible. And also like, yeah, like it's referrals. Like just having that in there is referrals, whether you're small or big. I see some people try to skip that step. Like I get yeah. it. It's hard to have a repair division as a small roofing company, but when you can, if, if it's not you, cause there, I also see guys that are 1.5 million that are crushing it. They go out and do the repairs themselves or whatever. But if you, when you can layer that on, it just creates credibility and referrals, crazy referrals. I mean, we I want more replacements, valuable. but repairs help it. Every company that does not have a repair division set up, and that repair division could just be one person, right? You've created yeah. a division. Anybody that has not done that in their business, that would be the first thing I would go out and figure out how to do because it will pay dividends long-term in terms of, number one, they can be profitable, right? There's this misconception that repairs can't be profitable. But number two, you're building up a client list at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some of your roofs might need a little repair every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like if you're in business long enough, like that's the thing. Like in the first two years, maybe hopefully not. But, you know, as time goes on, your own stuff, it's nice to have that around. Absolutely. And uh, we talk about building in value. I love the question, what is value? Not to get philosophical here, but I really think about that question a lot. What is real value? Because the more value you provide, the more money you're gonna get, and I wanna increase my personal income, I wanna increase my business's okay. income, so I wanna provide as much value as possible. How can you, like with Atlas, how can you build in value if you're an Atlas contractor? How, what are the ways that you helped equip Atlas contractors to build in value to the, those products? If you truly believe in what you're doing and you wanna be the best version of yourself and you wanna build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy.
value is really simple. If you can't answer this question, you have not tapped into value. Did I save that person time? Did I make that person money? Or did I save that person money? If you say, if you can't say yes to one of those things, then you have not built value into it, right? Time and money, that's what value really is at its core. I'm sure that could be debated about other things, but I think that simplifies it to help think about it. So as Atlas, how can we help a contractor build value into their business? Okay, let's use Scotchgard, right? We have a partnership with 3M and Scotchgard. You go back to the feature benefit thing. Feature, it's a um, algae resistant shingle system, okay, from 3M, right? And it's Scotchgard, there's a brand name there. The benefit, right? A brand you trust that's a lifetime warranty against ugly staining on the roof, okay? Okay, feature benefit. I hate those ugly stains up there, that's great. How do I get to value? Okay, how did I save the homeowner money? Okay, well, let me tell you how I'm gonna save you money, Mrs. Smith, by putting on this really wonderful shingle system that I know is a little bit more expensive than my competitor that came in yesterday, okay? If you ever decide you wanna clean this roof, it could cost you upwards of $4,000, okay? So I know my estimate is only about $1,000 more than the other guy, but I'm gonna save you $4,000 when you need to clean this roof down the road. Now, if you don't think you'll ever pay the money to clean your roof, let me tell you something else. When you get ready to sell this home, okay, in 10 years, because you told me when your kids are out of the house, you're gonna downgrade this into something smaller and you're gonna wanna sell this roof. If it's covered in black streaks and stains, you're probably gonna have to reduce the price of your home or you're gonna get lowball offers because it has a roof that looks older than it really is. So I just added $10,000 of value back into your home. So can we get scientific for one second? The 3M Scotchgard stuff on your guys' shingles, how does that really work? Like, I know you're not gonna give me the formula on this podcast. I'll give you the formula, It's, it's very, very simple. It, 3M specifies to us exactly what we have to do in our manufacturing process, and then they test our shingles every day at every plant. That's a fact. So we have to put their 3M Scotchgard copper granule on 10% of the covered area of the shingle that's exposed to the elements. So 10% of the little rocks that are on the shingle have to be their Scotchgard copper granule. And then we have to third-party test every day, so we punch out samples randomly at their specification and send them to a lab to get tested, or that day's production can't go out as Scotchgard. So it's really that simple. It's a high percentage of, sc- of copper Scotchgard granules over the whole shingle and third-party tested daily. So and that copper really keeps it keeps algae uh, from growing. Yeah, and the copper basically, and a lot of people can visually you know see this already because if you ever see like pipe boots or copper uh, sections of roof and underneath it it looks clean it's because that copper washes down and keeps that area clean algae just can't get started so it prevents it from ever starting it doesn't kill it and that's why we do it on the whole shingle versus like you know some people used to install zinc strips at Mm. the top of the roof line or something like that how does it keep like the black streaks up is that algae that's algae yeah, gotcha. every you know, 99% of what you would see on a roof that looked like some black or brown streak on the roof 
is a form of algae called gliocapsomagma or a blue-green algae. And it just looks dark because it's it shades itself from the sun with sort of a its own sunscreen. It, so sure. Yeah. If you're not using company cam, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company cam has everything you want. How does it not wash off the, so, the treatment? Yeah, great question. Um, the, the granule itself is the mineral, the raw mineral, coated with copper, and then it's got a ceramic porous coating over that. And it allows the copper to leach out of the ceramic coating slowly over a long period of time. So think like an Advil, you know, four hour release capsule. It lets out medicine over time. It's the same thing with the granule. Talk to me about how that, you know, selling the 3M Scotchgard component of Atlas differs from other larger Shingle brands, does, how does that compare the, the 3M thing selling that? Because no one cares about shingle brands. Yeah. No, I, well, how I, does the 3M really Scotch card thing compare if to that? If you went and looked at all of our competitors, they all have some form of an algae warranty, right? And since we've really pushed Scotchgard over the years, a lot of them have upped their marketing, but their warranties really didn't change, right? Mm. And so, you know, whether it's called Streak Fighter or Algae Resistance or Stain Guard or whatever it is, you know, two things we would say to a contractor. One, look at the warranty because ours is the only non-prorated lifetime warranty. And then the, the second, th and theirs are anywhere from 10 to 15 years with proration. The second thing is the value of that brand. I firmly believe that a contractor should, should believe and should build a business that is brand agnostic, okay? Because they should be able to be successful in their business no matter what brand they decide to choose. Because you should choose a brand not just based on, oh, they have that great Scotchgard feature. It should be, is the rep responsive? Is, do I have easy access to that product in my market through distribution? Is it, you know, priced affordably? All those things, it all comes in, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that when you talk about brands in the home, we would argue the other big benefit of Scotchgard is, it is the most well-recognized brand you could bring in the home, period. Because hmm. every homeowner in America for 70 years has been told Scotchgard from 3M protects against stains. It, and it's hmm. that simple, right? Because outside of roofing, Scotchgard's a huge brand name that's used on carpets and couches and, you know, furniture and, and, and vehicles. It's a lot of marketing, right? Over 100 years. Yeah. So what, where, what stops us from ever getting there with a shingle? You know what I mean? Like, whether it's you guys or another shingle brand, when, why is there not a household name? That's a confusing thing. What the hell? I mean, it, it just, it makes sense when you peel back the layer and say, First of all, I do want to note that I agree. I agree <laughs> that there's like literally every time I have to explain it when I mention even the biggest shingle brands to a friend that's not in the roofing industry, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that the it's 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 sort of obvious when you peel the onion back and say, well, what is a household name, right? Um, you know, um, I'm looking around my basement. Coca-Cola is a household name because you buy, buy it all the time and it's available in every mm. convenience store. Kleenex is a household name because, you, you know, again, those when you use something often, that's what we mean when we say a household name. Most yeah. people will replace their roof one time in their life if they're lucky, right? You know, and yeah. so 
maybe twice, right? If you live in a really hail prone area, you're still probably only replacing your roof every 10 years or so. So we don't commit those brands to any kind of memory or value. And, you know, I, I think that it's really important to remember that because sometimes we get brainwashed in the industry of thinking, oh, those big well-known brands that homeowners see them the same way. Well, we're exposed to GAF and Owens Corning and CertainTeed and Atlas and Ico and Tamco. So we know the who's who are roofing. And just because somebody has the biggest booth at the IRE doesn't mean that they're very well known in the home. You, you guys know? had a pretty big booth. I'm just going to throw that we out there. I, was, I walked by and there was like, it was a hype show. There was like a, you were like on top of a truck probably with some crazy outfit on and they're, yeah. I think you're giving away a truck. Yes, we were. <laughs> that, was, that must have been fun. It was very fun. Anytime you can give away a truck and see the look on somebody's face yeah. when they win a truck, it's yeah. honestly amazing. <laughs> oh man, that'd be fun. Um, so you think about like, I don't know, I kind of hope that maybe one day is a chance that these brands will be known, but I, I've seen billboards, but I've never seen like TV commercials for a shingle. Like, I guess, I guess we can't, there's, there's a lot of this. There is a lot, a lot of this in the industry, like uh, at IRE at least. There's, man, there's yeah. some events that like went nuts. I'm like looking around I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, there's I wish I could. There's marketing yeah. happening and more than ever. You're right. And I, I'm not saying- It's marketing to happen. roofers. It's marketing to roofers. Like we're, it's, it makes sense to go there for shingle brands. And that's why they think each, that's why they think these brands matter more because yes. the marketing is so intensely focused on them. And it's like uh, my friend, Chris Scoville calls it the Truman bubble effect, yeah. where it's just, it feels like it's so much more important than it is. Yeah, I think well, it's your world, problem. right? Like yeah. your world should be important to you, right? Like yeah. I love what I do and I want to make it the best possible environment for my people yeah. and my company and my customers, right? So we want to invest in marketing and saying, building materials is a great industry to be in. You know, I start off every show I do, every spe speaking engagement I have by telling the room of people, they are in the best possible industry they mm. could have picked, right? Yeah. You know, because we're resilient. We found out we were essential three years ago, right? Yeah. You know, like roofing, contracting, suppliers, manufacturers, we're essential. And so I think that's one of the things you have to continue to hammer into people's heads. And we have done a much better job. Yeah, as an industry. That's a great point. I've been kind of like pushing on this idea, like, when I got into the roofing industry a few years ago, maybe it's been longer than that, man, time flies. But uh, people would always tell me like, you know how roofers have a bad reputation. And like, I was hearing it from roofers. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I'm not feeding into it. I'm over here. We are modernizing this industry. We have a major advantage because we are reputable. We have five stars on plat, you know, we got tons of five star reviews, we care. We've got great video testimonials. We're different. And, and we're and like all my guys, my roofers are all different. We're, we're creating yeah. the new reputation for roofing. Yes. I just, like it's a little bit of an identity thing. No, yeah. my kind of roofer is actually completely modernizing this industry and making homeowners think completely different. Like, and honestly, might even surprise a homeowner. Yeah, because there is some weird expectations sometimes, negative expectations. But we're, we're changing that. And I think and it's changing even more in the yeah. last few years, because now these contracting companies have not only have access to fantastic marketing partners like you, 
but now they have uh, they're being rolled up by private equity and they're in, they're getting this insurgence of money yeah. to go invest in process and re brand and reputation and marketing right and then you that have competition is gonna that competition if it's if it's not you that gets rolled up the competition with the roll up or with the franchise yeah. is gonna it's gonna put some heat it's gonna put some heat on that modernization it, well, and it just creates a situation, in my opinion, where everybody really is forced to get better, right? Yeah. And I think that's, we saw this in distribution starting about 15 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, you had the ABC Supplies of the World buying Bradco. You had Beacon buying RSG, you know, you had SRS buying everybody, right? You know, so you had these big three consolidators out there and through that process, they started modernizing and investing in technology and, and, and things like that. So, and investing in process and their people. And all three of those companies have created more visibility for our industry. Think about it. ABC, you see them on the AJ Foyt race, right? You know, the uh, uh, Indy Racing, uh, Beacon, mm -hmm. they're publicly traded, right? They, they make a lot of big splashes in terms of exposure for building materials. SRS, they sponsored a bowl game, the Las Vegas Bowl. I mean, first time ever to have a major building materials brand sponsoring a bowl game, right? So I think that exposure is also building credibility for our mm -hmm. industry as a powerhouse. Um, so I think that it can happen over time is that our brands become more credible with consumers. But at the end of the day, if you only buy something once in your lifetime, you know, it has to be about you as a contractor, not about the shingle brand. Anything else that you can do to increase credibility in regards to... I mean, if it's not your sh the shingle brand, if it's not awards or badges or anything like that, anything else that contractors can do to increase the credibility with like either third-party validation or how do you do that? I think badges are um, are important, right? But just remember, everybody can get those badges for the most part. We have some great badges, right? We have. 3M Scotch Guard training where you can become, you know, certified by 3M and Mike mm -hmm. Holmes, right? As a cool. Holmes approved product. Um, we have our Pro Plus program where you can become a select contractor. All the big manufacturers have those badges yeah. and th there's value in that, right? Because it shows that you care and you went through the effort, right? But just don't put too much value in that yeah. over your yourself, right? And then I think there's the usual suspects. You should really I think your biggest badge is your online presence, in my opinion. Yeah. Are you taking care of your reviews? Are they genuine reviews? Are you responding to those reviews, right? Because people will read those comments. I do. You're telling time. me that I can't just buy 50 of the same review that look like they're done yeah. by a child? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a problem. As far as I know, I mean, I'm, I'm not really a guy, people, online guy. <laughs> I think people think that that people are reading them like oh, they read them i read them i, I mean, read I every single like one them. half the time like i'm crazy about it like if, if it's like online culture is like the the amazon review the comment on youtube oh, the yeah. discussion and the weirder the better so you like i might sort by negative first to see how they yeah. dealt with the negative Always. yeah so like ultimately yeah. you have it's not just the re the positive reviews how did you respond to the negative reviews all this stuff matters. It's, it's being nice. You know, like I get it. This homeowner might've been dead wrong, yeah. but being nice, even when it's a negative review. So and that is the biggest badge you've got is your online yeah. reputation and whether or not your social media pages, 
and your website actually look like a place that you care about. Because if you don't care about your online presence, how are you treating the rest of your business? Mm. Yeah, and I like I love this book, Selling the Invisible. It's basically like we can't, as a homeowner, we can't see on the roof and look at every crevice. Like, look at this valley. It's so well yeah. done. We can't see it. All we can see is what's visible. That's the, the polo, the logo, the truck, yep. the website, and maybe like the somewhat, I know it's not clean, but the, some cleanliness around the job site. Like, those yeah. are the types of things that we can actually see. That's it. We can't see all those nice it. details. Think about all of the things that have happened to even make that more presentable. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these photo organization apps like Company Cam and all the CRM platforms give you the ability to organize all those photos and show the homeowner that yeah. all the stuff going on, on the roof. That is urgency right there. I want yeah. to show oh, you yeah. the problem as opposed to telling you about it, mm -hmm. you know, and then you know, the job site cleanliness is part of the sales pitch, right? Here's how we take care of your job site, right? So if you're looking for ways to differentiate, just look around at your competitors, yeah. dirty job sites, just fix that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would definitely be a catch all yeah. customer to, to create and I would brand it too. I'd brand it to my company. I would have the, the I'd brand the company cam thing too. I would, you oh, know, yeah. I'd call yeah. it, what you know, a, our, our, photo sharing. I brand it to the, whatever the logo was, but yeah. anyways, yeah. And people don't know. Cause it, like I'm marketing, right. And I, I feel like you're, you're marketing brain too, but like it, it goes back, like think about mad men. They, they say it's toasted, right? Yeah. All my, com all my competitors have company cam. Yeah. But they're not talking about it that often. Like that's right. You can create you something yeah. has way more benefit to your differentiation than just doing it, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, everybody can do a lot of things. Everybody can buy my product. Not everybody actually takes advantage of the value that that product brings, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I really appreciate you being on today. Uh, it was great, what, great what, conversation. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. Can you, any other call to actions? I know that this will go out in the next couple of weeks if you have a yeah. couple of the events you want to talk about or. Yeah, uh, we, we've got a great event series. We just, we'd love to connect with you and then in, in your local market, we're uh, going to be in 10 cities this year. We've got a couple under our belt, but uh, go to atlasroofing.com forward slash events if you want to just find out more about Atlas, but also get exposed to some of our fantastic partners. So it's not all an Atlas show either, right? We have. Uh, Derek Klein from Hill Trace and Jim Johnson with Contractor Coach Pro, uh, along with a bunch of other great partners. And Tim, we're going to get you out to a few of these events as well. Uh, so would love uh, to be. You no, know, we really, really, you know, just we love hearing from contractors whether you're using our product or not. And it's always good to go out and just get exposed to new ideas, right? Because that can even just being an event and picking up one thing can change your business. So. And I'll throw it. I was at the one. Those are free. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like a badass event for free. Like, not only does it have good speakers, like legit people that like are at the paid events. Um, it was like it was also like gamified. You like there's oh, two yeah. teams and they're oh, like yeah. competing and there's giveaways and stuff like that. And there's food. There's good food and good food. We got a stuff. happy hour every heck, dude. Cool location, man. And we gave. We're giving away a lot of really cool stuff yeah. at these events. So tens of thousands of dollars of prizes at every event. So basically, very generous and fun and fun. Like it's and like one of these fun, man. <laughs> bring out your people too. Like it's just nice to be able to go to these events, especially if it's in your city. It's yes. it feels good 
it feels good to go to these events and if this one's free and it's actually really good that's awesome so yeah all right well thank you everyone for watching the podcast is put on by hookagency.com hook agency all over social and i hope you have a good week bye